971 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. What do you want from me? I'm not a married sweet heart. Goodness sake, kid. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not a married sweet This is the Annie Fry Show. And welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Annie Fry. You can find me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. We have another hour here together today. And I wanted to point out that I maybe I was sleeping on this story, but I didn't realize the teacher strike in Portland lasted three weeks. That is so long for kids to be out of school. When the teachers strike, Normally, they say they're doing it because in the end, the kids will benefit from this. We're we're doing it for the kids, but they're not doing it for the kids. (laughs) I think that needs to be off the board immediately whenever they try to justify being out for three weeks. That is so long. Tis the season to strike. How many different strikes have we seen at the end of the year? The auto strikes here in Detroit were some of the biggest ones that we have ever seen. We have how many strikes can you think of the SAG-AFTRA actor strike, the writer strike? There was healthcare strikes. There's like everyone was striking here for a while. So wasn't the there an air traffic control strike, or maybe there's one looming? I don't know which. There's so many different strikes going on, but when you hear, um, I understand it's a profession, and you are represented by a union. And when there's a conflict, a strike is on the table. The teachers, though, did vote to strike to be able to authorize the leadership to do that, in which they did. But being out three weeks, how in the world can you try to spin this and say it's for the benefit of the kids at this point? You really damaged them just, for just, being out for three weeks. Yeah, just be honest. I mean, don't try to to spin this and say it's for the kids. Everybody knows. And you, you may be fine with the cause that they're striking for. Like, that's fine. But just be honest that you're saying we're striking because we want higher pay. It's It doesn't, yeah. has nothing to do with the kids. But also, I think all of these strikes are happening because you, you're right, you don't usually see this many in such a short period of time. The reason they're all happening now, inflation. Anytime inflation goes up as fast as it has, and I've heard Charles Payne talk about mm-hmm. this on Fox Business, that whenever you see this, people strike quickly because they they say, well, you're not keeping up with what our wages were a couple of years ago, so we have to take drastic measures, so we have to do this. Well, the other side of that is, too, is leverage. Whenever there's there's a worker shortage... And that all too. that other stuff, you know, you've got leverage, so then you can then use that power to negotiate a better deal for yourself. Let me just say on a side note, Charles Payne, people know who he is, but his profile should be a lot higher. He is so awesome. Man, I couldn't agree uh, with you more. That guy is yeah. one of my favorite. Mark Cox has him on every Wednesday, and he oh, is one great. of my favorite, if not my favorite media personality in the world. I he love might that be, guy's fantastic. 
uh, when you, when it comes to the world of media personalities, he might be in the beer, uh, B tier, but he should be in the A tier. Yeah. He needs to be pumped up. Uh, but number two, with all these other strikes, um, I think it is it possible that this is just the world we live in now where if you're part of a union, it's almost expected that at some point you're going to have a dispute and go on strike. I think that when I talk to some experts about this, they mentioned that we've gone a long time without seeing a lot of labor disputes. And now it's just boiling over and you're seeing a lot more leverage on the worker side that they're able to actually win some of these battles. You think that's possible? It's just we're going to live in a world where people are just going to strike for the sake of striking, knowing they have leverage? Well, no, I think that we're in a period of time that historically this is a time where you're going to see a lot of strikes, and it's because of the quick inflation, because you're always going to have inflation. But whenever it goes up this fast, uh, workers do feel slighted because everything costs more. It's funny because we're in a period of time now where, and this is kind of a broader question, I'll, I'll kind of ask you guys this, but... Do you think that America is waking up to the fact that some of these political, you know, these spending projects and things, they actually do have real life impact? Because never before in my lifetime, especially in my adult lifetime, have I seen the direct impact of government spending on my own pocket in the way that I have in the last three years. Oh, it's terrible right now. And you find that it's so much harder to balance your own home budget when you're overage on everything because everything costs more. That throws everything off because you think, oh, yeah, I'll just make it work, but it's so hard to make it work anymore. Yeah. And people are not happy about it. And I love, love, love that the White House is still committed to Bidenomics. <laughs> and they it's just amazing. want to make it look like this is a positive thing. Hook our wagon oh, right yeah. to this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys. Yeah, well, they wagon. have nothing to run on. So it's like they have to I just mean, they, make things they up. They do. If I was running their campaign, it would be it, the sorry for the stereotype, but the orange man bad campaign. That's what my campaign <laughs> well, that, would be. That is what it is. That's what you wish granted, I would, Brad. I wouldn't be touting anything about my accomplishments or lack thereof. We wouldn't talk about me at all. I would just try to make it a referendum on Donald Trump. Yep. Uh, now, did you see the education secretary Miguel Cardona oh gosh, talking guy. about? Did you hear that clip? Can I play it for you? Yeah. This is so good. I think you'll instantly know what he's quoting here. Anyone listening will absolutely know what he's quoting here, but he is so quoting it out of context, it's hysterical. Now, with that being the education secretary, of course, he's out there to try to justify that there's a lot of resources out there for uh, the United States government to help with these school districts like Portland, for example, that's striking to give them uh, all the help they need. So listen to... Uh, Listen to this clip. This is great. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, there's There are resources there. There's technical assistance there. And there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. Okay. So he uses the Ronald Reagan, one of the probably the most <laughs> famous Ronald Reagan quote out of context to make it sound like, hey, take a take a look at what Ronald Reagan said. Hey, we're here to help. We're, we're the government. From the government we're here to help. <laughs> that's, that's like 180 degrees the opposite. Technically, the, he did say that. Well, no, he's but little, not in the, that here's context. The quote. The nine, here's the quote from Ronald Reagan. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> to get a little bit out of context. You think maybe, is it possible that the 
education secretary has Jeez. never heard the Reagan quote in context? <laughs> I wonder. It really does sound like he hasn't. And this is one of those situations where everybody gets things wrong and yeah. you're just in the middle of something. Yeah, but. And, it, and you call to mind, oh, I've heard this quote before. And you just pull, you know, you, you should be a little bit more prepared in a situation like that. But, you know, this happens. But when you're the Secretary of Education, it can't. It just adds to. It can't. But you of all people, you really <laughs> should know these things, and you're still using it wrong. Oh boy, it's not uh, a good look for him. And of course, a lot of people are mocking him online. Can I also uh, mention that I finally saw online that Tim Fitch got his pension that was due to him. It took what four years for him to fight for the pension that was due to him. I cannot yeah. believe it took that long, but that's the right side of it. So I wanted to congratulate him. It was a worthwhile fight. But what a lousy thing, though, St. Louis County politics that try to deny him his pension because he was a police chief for all those different years. Then he served on council. And after that, they said, oh, no, 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 because you served as a government official, then you're not due any of this money for your pension. And he said, no, that's not how it works. And he justified his case and won. Now they owe him all that back money plus interest. And now you have the legal fees on top of that that are going to be taxed to the taxpayer. And I just want to say, this is so stupid they challenged this to begin with. It's absolutely absurd they challenged that. Yeah, from from what I read about this, and again, I was gone this weekend, but I was I was still actually following it more than I, I normally do on vacation. But I was following this one a little bit because it, it was – it's such a local story, and it costs taxpayers, estimates are about $300,000 in lawsuits that were completely unnecessary wow. just because Sam Page and Tim Fitch don't get along, and Sam Page decided to fight Tim Fitch on this pension thing. Well, what what in, what did you end up saving? Like, were, were you doing it because of the nobility of the office? I, I don't I get what you're trying to accomplish for Sam Page. If, if he was trying to save if, the money from Tim Fitch, then he ended up he wasn't spending trying, more than that. He wasn't trying to save the money from Tim Fitch. He was trying to deny Tim Fitch the money is That's what my, he was trying to do. Yeah. And basically yeah. the game is, and, and this is always the game, the government is playing with house money so they don't have to deal the cost. But Tim Fitch, in fighting for what is rightfully his, he's having to pay his lawyer fees out of pocket. And I think what Sam Page's strategy was is maybe I can make this too expensive for him to fight and get. That's, and that's, that's disgusting. It's and we disgusting, see we're seeing yeah. it all on a national stage, but when you boil it down because this is what they're doing to Trump over and over and over and over in so many different circumstances. And but they're doing it to all it's kinds lawfare. of people, not just Trump. They're doing it to all kinds of people now. This is a strategy. And now Sam Page, this is St. Louis County. This isn't big federal money. This is little bitty St. Louis County doing this with real taxpayer money right. that they could actually feel from this. And there will there be political consequences? Probably not. And that's why he's getting away with doing it. Yeah. So he was in, in some context here, 30 years, uh, police chief, 30, uh, something like that. It's a long time. So after he retires from that, he's due a pension that would come with that position. So he takes on a part-time position in the St. Louis County as a councilman. And his argument was that, okay, it's part-time and it's an elected official. It's not a full-time job that would disqualify me from collecting my pension. And he's absolutely 100% right. Um, so, yes, you are 100% right to also say that 
the people that were trying to pull this on him were essentially saying that in order for you to collect this money that's due to you, you're going to have to leave council. One of the only Republicans on the board that uh, are elected officials. And we don't like that you challenge us or challenge Sam Page. He doesn't like it. So you know what? We're going to do everything we can to try to force you out so you can live you know, on the money that you're guaranteed to begin with, which is absolutely ridiculous to try to pull that. Luckily, Tim Fitch didn't... Um, flinch and that's not really a pun but he, he continued to fight it and he won he stayed on the council as long as he did and now he gets the, all this money and his lawyers come out and rightfully so saying this is what your government did you lost what 300 grand or something they said roughly yeah you lost because of this lawsuit the county uh, put up that was kind of a uh, bogus to begin with go ahead thank sam page for losing more of your taxpayer money on top of all the other money that's already been lost did uh was Tim Fitch the one that led the charge against Sam Page? Because Sam Page was an anesthesiologist that said he was. Oh, yeah. Was Tim Fitch yeah. the one that led that charge on that one? Sure. I mean, he actually was investigating. Was sure. yeah. yeah. And part of the investigation was, okay, he said, you know, I've talked to Tim Fitch about this a lot. And, I, you know, I'm going to have to mention that I've been out of market for a little while. So I don't know if there's a lot of developments. But when I was there. And if I remember correctly, he was also taking testimony from people that saw him working when he said he wasn't working, um, being able to have a side job when you're not allowed to have a side job, according to the charter in the county. A lot of that was disputed, of course. But now I don't think Sam Page is doing a good job. He never did a good job. In fact, he was splitting his time between two different jobs. He wasn't showing up to council meetings. He wasn't having any accountability to the taxpayers. And Tim Fitch took exception to that, which most people should. Because if you're someone that has a full-time job like that, and it says specifically in the charter that you give all of your time to this job, and you actually don't, you give your time to another job as an anesthesiologist and lie to people about it, then that is a problem. So he was leading that charge to investigate it. I don't know if anything ever came from it in the last year, honestly, because once I left the market, I started paying attention to other things. This is nasty retribution politics. Yeah. And you, like you said, yeah. Brad, it's using house money that he has no accountability for. And the, the only accountability would be through voters. Well, voters have got to realize with this particular case, because like I said, when it's a big, big federal money or it's a state like Georgia going after somebody, you're not as an individual probably going to notice that, oh, they spent a million dollars here right. or there. But when you're in the county and you can say, oh, my hometown didn't get this little beautification project because they just didn't have an extra $300,000. We didn't fix these potholes. Whatever it is, like <laughs> that stuff's real when it gets down yeah. to this level. Well, the thing about it is, too, and it's like if you stop and think about this, if 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 and this is just speculation, if Sam Page was mad because Tim Fitch went after him for being an anesthesiologist, well, he knew he wasn't supposed to be doing it. And then he turns around and then goes after Tim Fitch's income. Do you really want that kind of person in a leadership and power that's position? Like the kind of person that's so manipulative that not only is he, he, he frustrated because he wasn't following the rules, somebody called him on it, that he would then in turn use the power of government to go after his enemy. Go after his enemy. Yeah. Isn't this exactly At your cost. What, isn't this exactly what they they say Donald Trump will do if he gets reelected <laughs> and they're in office right now as we speak doing the same thing. That's a fascinating point. Uh, you go after my income, I'm going to go after yours, meaning that he shouldn't have had that job to begin with Sam Page being the person that shouldn't have had the side job in the full-time position as 
the uh, in the county. But then once that is challenged or looked at as being challenged because it broke the charter, then, yeah, I'll go after yours next for leading the charge. That's a really interesting retaliation. Um, I think you can draw that conclusion and and say that could have been part of the motivation, mostly because I don't trust Sam Page farther than I can throw him. Is that the phrase? And Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't uh, honestly it it's completely believable uh, based on everything I've heard. So, Uh, you know, when we come back, a few things I saw in AI, I I kind of like what AI is doing, but there's a lot of red flags in what could happen with artificial intelligence in the future. And what we saw was some pretty strong claims that Sports Illustrated is publishing articles written by AI authors, and they're trying to conceal the fact that it's AI. So let's talk about that coming up. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Andy Fry. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com.